The intro. Doo, 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 doo. BeastNet is brought to you by James Safety Services. Here we discuss all things fitness, running, rucking, endurance, obstacle course racing, and more. Welcome to the BeastNet. Hey everybody, Brother Boggs here with BeastNet. And today on the show, I've got Erica Bugen, who you might recall was on the show late in the year last year as she was finishing up her Spartan season, going for her first trifecta. And uh, we wanted to kind of touch base with her and catch up and talk about all the things going on. So Erica, how are you doing today? Hey, Don, I'm wonderful. Thank you. I'm um, excited to catch back up with you. A lot of big things have happened since the last time we talked. That is very true. Um, you know, we'll just kind of start in chronological order. Um, last time we talked, it was uh, right before or after you had to take a DNF and not yes. finish a race. Yes. So the um, the try on the North Carolina Beast was, oh gosh, <laughs> I I don't think that anything could have prepared anybody for what we encountered there. I mean, the Everything was against us from the weather. Um, you know, we were only supposed to get light rain in the morning and then it was supposed to warm up and be sunny. And um, that didn't happen. It continued to rain and it got worse. And um, as the rain got worse, the temperature plummeted. And um, no matter how much preparation I did as far as gear was concerned, um, I still wasn't able to finish because I did get hypothermic. Um, it took us about uh, four hours just to get two miles in because the mud was so, I, oh, it was, it was horrible. It was horrific. Um, and at one point, um, I remember right after we passed the barbed wire crawl, which they had just closed down, Spartan closed that obstacle down because there was so much water that in order to go under the barbed wire, you were literally underwater. Um, so right after that, um, you know, everybody was trying to get my body temperature back up and, um, they noticed that my lips were turning blue and I made a, a decision to call it a day. And, um, I, I actually am really proud of myself for not finishing because I'm very, very hard headed and, um, very strong willed. And usually there's nothing when I have my heart set on doing something and accomplishing a goal, there's nothing that usually can stand in my way. But at that point it was, you know, is the medal important? Like what's more important getting the medal at the end of this or ending up with hypothermia in the hospital for God knows how long. Um, and so I, um, I said, you guys, I'm done. And, um, they got the medics out to get me when they got me back to the tent, my body temperature, um, was just below 97 degrees, um, and dropping very quickly. So they got me in a warming tent and, um, I just remember everybody, uh, like there were four people on my team that left with me and then the rest of them finished the race. And um, the four that left, um, one of them, actually, it's um, Zach's partner, Lauren Field, she bent down and to get eye level to me. And she looked at me and she's like, thank you so much <laughs> for quitting <laughs> because she was ready to get off the course. I mean, it was it was pretty crazy. And we ended up finding out, um, I think it was the next day, we ended up finding out that they had a 22% of the racers that day did not finish. Um so yeah, it was it was crazy, but then I automatically am like, I still have to get my trifecta before the end of the year. So um, two weekends later, we drove down to Central Florida, 
And I ended up finishing my beast and um, I got my first trifecta um, before 2019 was over. So I still accomplished my goal. <laughs> so I'm, I'm super, super thankful for that. And uh, it was really awesome was when I did my beast, I actually ended up having another para-athlete who joined us. Um, he was a, a above knee amputee. And um, he ended up joining our team, More Heart Than Stars. And um, so him and I finished, or we started together and we finished together. So it was pretty, pretty exciting to have another para-athlete out on course with me. And to be able to conquer the beast together was definitely uh, the highlight for me. More so even than getting the medal. You know, just being able to have one of my fellow para-athletes out there with me was awesome. Was that by chance his first uh, beast also? It actually was his first beast. Yes, it was. And I don't, I'm not sure. I don't want to say that he finished with the trifecta. I'm not sure if he did or not. But um, what I do know is hopefully this year, if we get back into racing, depending on all this coronavirus stuff, he wants to get his trifecta this year. And he's planning on doing um, the Atlanta race, which we know has already been canceled in April. Um, and then the Asheville race, he wants to do the super and the sprint with me um, both days in July. So hopefully... Uh, we have better times ahead of us <laughs> for Spartan and for the OCR community. Yeah, no, right now, uh, I kind of, with today's post that I put up, I was commenting about the fact that we recorded right before Spartan started canceling everything. So the, mm -hmm. last, the last episode that we posted today talks about uh, San Luis Obispo, talks about Las Vegas, talks about all these races wow. that are all canceled now. Oh. Yes. Well, and we would be talking right now about the Atlanta race because that was going to be my first stadium race. Um, but yeah, they, they've canceled it, which, you know, I guess um, being, being a para-athlete, I'm, I'm thankful that they did cancel it because, you know, I am one of the people that is very compromised in my respiratory system. And Lord knows with, with all the news and stuff that I don't need to be one of the ones contracting this nasty virus. So. And yeah, and that's that's something that, you know, honestly, until you and I got to talking about it, I hadn't really thought about uh, how para-individuals in general are affected yeah. by it with the, the lack of abdominal use and strength. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, a lot of um, people in, uh, you know, the para world also have autoimmune stuff as well. And so, you know, it's it's a pretty, pretty scary time for us right now. It is. Uh, to um, be going through this. Yeah. Another thing we were talking about was you personally just had a scare with it. Uh, I guess I before did. we go on, before we go on to the big news, let's just kind of kind of recap that your trip to LA a couple weeks ago. How'd that go? Absolutely. So I had to uh, on uh, February twentieth through the twenty fourth, I had to fly out to LA for an abilities expo, which I'm so super stoked that I got to go to that before all of this started happening because um, Spartan actually had a booth there. And um, we set up an obstacle course and we had another para-athlete out there and um, Grit Freedom Chair, which is our uh, definitely our preferred chair um, in the OCR world for us for para-athletes. And I was out there with one of the companies that I contract for. And so I kind of went back and forth between the Spartan booth. And um, But anyway, I left on the 24th that Monday and three days after I got home, um, I broke out into like 103.7 temperature fever, you know, automatically got scared and called my doctor. And this is before we had any confirmed cases here in North Carolina of the coronavirus. So we actually, they tested me for it, which was 
definitely scary times. Um, just even having the thought, and this is, you know, like I said before, we even knew as much about it that we, as we do now today, but I, it came back negative. I didn't have the coronavirus. I actually just had the regular flu. And, um, I think, you know, you were, you and I were talking and it's, it's really crazy and it kind of shows the scary times that we're in the midst of right now. The fact that I'm celebrating the, that I only had the regular flu. Never have I ever, ever celebrated getting the flu, <laughs> but I, I am very, very thankful that I, it was just the regular flu. But then um, about four days later, uh, my fever was still really, really high. And um, so I had one of my friends take me back to the hospital, actually to the ER, and I um, was diagnosed with pneumonia on top of um, the flu, which is very, very common for me. I, I get pneumonia, you know, two, three times a year. And um, it can be something as simple as just the common cold or just allergies, you know, bad pollen. We have horrible pollen in North Carolina during springtime. And I have what's called allergy-induced asthma. And it was just really, really scary, you know, not being able to breathe. And so I'm hearing stories about the coronavirus right now and how it has people actually seizing up where they can't catch their breath. And yeah, I'm just thankful that, like I said, mine was something normal and treatable. And uh, I'm finally back to feeling normal again and uh, back to life as normal as we can have it right now. (laughs) Is your event canceled? Is everything out there closed? Well, here at BeastNet, we found something that everybody can do. It's the Everything Live is Canceled virtual race. And we have options for people who can get outdoors and those who can't. Join us. And Brianne Showman from Get Your Fix Physical Therapy. Find the details on BeastNet's Facebook and website, www.beastnetpod.com. Yeah, I was going to say I was a little concerned because as sick as you were, um, I wasn't sure if you are going to be able to record. So I'm glad to see yeah. that you're back up and running now. I am. I am. I, you know, lots and lots of rest. I don't know what I would do without my 16 year old daughter, because I mean, she's literally the one that like helped take care of me while I was down. I mean, cause I, I couldn't, I didn't have energy for anything. Um, and of course, like I said, I really couldn't breathe. So, uh, yeah, I'm thankful for my family and for my friends. And, um, luckily I, I recuperated quickly and, and, Got some more pep in my role again. <laughs> Instead of pep in my step, I got some pep in my role. But yeah, people don't really understand, you know, with para athletes or just, you know, the disability community at large, you know, is also just a very, very compromised community, just as, you know, the same goes with, you know, the elderly community and, and young children. And um, we typically, being a paraplegic or even a quadriplegic, um, we don't have our full use of our abdominal muscles. And so being able to cough any junk in our chest up and get it out is is really, really difficult, which is how we end up with pneumonia. Just been kind of quarantining and staying out of public places and, um, you know, not really letting anybody come over to my house and keeping ourselves healthy. So recently... Now that now that you're better, we we kind of got to talking a couple of weeks ago. You had some really exciting news coming up, but we couldn't yes. couldn't talk about it. Couldn't talk about it. It was a big secret. <laughs> and uh, night before last, it finally got the two nights, three nights ago. Now the the episode finally aired. So yes. take us take us through that whole 
that whole event because uh, many of the people that listen to this show now have seen it on Facebook, but but just the the lead up to it and and then having to keep the secret after and just the, the whole experience. Can you take us through it? Absolutely. So um, I had got a call from Zach, um, who is our the founder of my team of More Hearts and Stars, and he's definitely our, our leader. I had got a call from him that. He had a production company, had got in touch with him, and um, they weren't giving us a lot of details. So we didn't know if they were going to do a documentary about us. We, we didn't really know anything. And um, Zach was kind of, you know, really, really nervous. Like, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what they're looking for, you know, but he's like, we're going to do this. And so he'd asked me, he's like, hey, can you, is there any way you can come up, you know, to headquarters, which is at his house, about an hour and 40 minutes from where I live. And I was like, absolutely. And he's like, bring your gear, you know, we're going to go do some stuff in the woods and kind of, you know, simulate a Spartan race to show them what we do and um, share our stories and that kind of thing. And I was like, all right, I'm there. And so um, I got there actually the night before and um, I, I knew it was something big just because there were production assistants running around in and out of Zach's house. And, but we still didn't know what it was. And the next morning, um, it was me and two other of our para-athletes from our Hearts and Stars, Shannon Chisholm and um, Justin Falls, and Ryan Kress, who actually is new. She hasn't done a race with us yet, but she's going to be doing one this year, as long as everything gets back on track. And so we invited her to come out, and we woke up the next morning, and we're having our coffee by a fire, and all of a sudden... Mike Rowe from Dirty Jobs walks up behind us with Zach. And to be honest, Don, I didn't know who Mike Rowe was. I was the only one that was totally clueless as to his celebrity status and who he was. I don't watch a lot of television, so I had never seen Dirty Jobs. I had never heard of returning the favor. And actually, at this point in meeting him, we still didn't know that we were on returning the favor. Um, and it was actually funny because we all got into my vehicle, all of us para-athletes, to drive over to a YMCA that's local there that um, helps sponsor us um, just to do some training and some rock climbing and um, before we hit the trails. And when we got in the car, me and Shannon and Ryan all looked at each other and they knew who he was. And I still thought he was just a producer or somebody. I, I didn't know what everybody was making a big deal. They're like, that's Mike Rowe. And I'm like, okay. And still had no idea. So all day long, I was totally clueless. We had an amazing time. We, um, I know Shannon did some rock climbing. Um, and then Shannon and Ryan um, and Justin did some other activities in the YMCA just to kind of show him some of the stuff we do for training purposes for, for our races. And then they took me by myself out to this trail um, that they had scoped out. And um, we brought our belly yak out, which is um, one of the um, pieces of equipment that we use um, when there's steep hills or anything that's like water or really, really thick mud. They put me in the belly yak. Um, we had my off-road chair out there. And um, Mike Rowe, helped Zach and the rest of the team pulled me up and down this trail. And uh, this, I still had no idea what we were doing. <laughs> and uh, after that, we went um, back to Zach's house, the headquarters, and they just made it sound like, you know, hey, we just ordered some pizza. You guys kind of rest and relax. And before we knew it, we're eating pizza. And um, the main producer, who we know is the producer now, 
he came back and he's like, Hey, I need you guys all out in the front yard. We're going to do a big group shot. And so we're thinking, okay, they're just getting some B-roll. And so we all go out and um, we're all saying more heart than scars and we're cheering. And then all of a sudden we see this huge semi truck coming down Zach's road, honking its horn and Mike Rose standing on it. And um, I know my heart's beating fast, even talking about it. It, it was such a surreal moment. Like I still, Don, am trying to wrap my brain around the fact that that happened for us. I, I get emotional every time I talk about it. I mean, he's standing on this huge semi truck with a huge rig on it um, that we would use. It's actually very similar to the one we use in my CrossFit gym to train on. Um, and it had three brand new grit wheelchairs sitting on it. Um, and so he walks up into the yard and he starts telling Zach that we're on the latest episode of returning the favor. Not only did they get this huge rig for us and three brand new wheelchairs so that we can take more athletes out on course at the same time. So now we can, two wheelers, two wheelchair users can go out and conquer a Spartan race together, which is, doesn't sound like a lot for most athletes, but for us, it means everything for us to be able to do these together and to be able to get more people doing these, more para-athletes doing this. Um, but then they also handed us a $20,000 check for more hearts and scars. And um, I can tell you there was not a dry eye out there. Everybody was bawling. Um, I know I was ugly crying. They got a few shots of it during the episode. But then Mike Rowe actually asked Zach, he was like, all right. He's like, Pick, choose your words wisely. This is your moment to speak. And Zach looked at me and somebody handed him the sword and he actually damed me, which means I am now an ambassador. I'm a dame for more heart than scar. It's a, a really, really emotional, amazing, <laughs> very surreal moment for, for all of this. And, you know, we were just all so proud that, you know, not just our team got the recognition, but that Zach himself, the brain behind all of this and the crazy man that makes this happen for all of us finally got the recognition that he deserved globally. <laughs> um, I know the last time I checked, there was already close to 600,000 views. Um, and it's only been since Monday when it aired. So we're on the map. More Hearts and Scars is on the map. And uh, yeah, like, I don't even necessarily have the words at, at what it means for all of us or what it meant to all of us. It's, uh, yeah, it was a really beautiful moment. And from what I've heard, everybody that's watched it is like, why didn't you guys warn us that we needed Kleenex before we watched it? <laughs> so, yeah, I, uh, uh, really, I was really cool. Really, really cool. I ended up hosting a, a watch party on. Yeah. Okay. I didn't, I lost you for a minute there. You said you were hosting a watch party on Facebook. Yeah. So I hosted a watch party on Facebook. You were kind of commenting on it as it was going Monday night. Yeah. And, uh, and after it was over, my mother and a handful of other people were sending me <laughs> private messages saying that again, they needed somebody to warn them. They needed tissues. <laughs> it was amazing what was honestly one of my favorite parts of the whole thing and you guys didn't see this on the episode they cut it but i facetimed my dad whose name is also mike um, and he i didn't know that he watches this show every week 
and he's like a huge fan of <laughs> returning the favor and a huge fan of Mike Rowe. And I'm like, dad, and I'm bawling my eyes out. And um, Mike Rowe runs over and actually my dad got to FaceTime with him. It was, yeah, just beautiful people, beautiful um, show that are just out there doing so much good. And uh, yeah, we, again, we're just blessed to be able to be a part of that. I was going to say the time leading up to the episode there, I know uh, Joey started the, the new branch. and <laughs> Yes, yes. Didn't... So we have a new chapter. Yeah. So tell me about we, that. So we have a new chapter um, in Atlanta of More Heart Than Scars, which is really, really awesome. I actually, myself and another one of our athletes, Chloe, who she's still ambulatory. She has Friedrich's ataxia, so she can still walk, but it's very, very difficult for her. And um, she actually got to do the sprint with me in Central Florida the day after I did the beast. I did the sprint um, with Chloe. So we were able to do that together. But we were going to be Joey's very first race in Atlanta in April was going to be our very first one with the the new chapter with the Atlanta chapter. But it just really, really helps us be able to expand this. And, you know, eventually we want to be national and then international, you know, all of my goals. And I know Zach is the same way with me are always really, really huge goals. And sometimes for other people, it looks as if they're going to be inconceivable, but I'm a firm believer that we can make anything happen. And this definitely set us up to be able to make that happen. You know, we're hoping to one day have chapters across the country and be able to get more and more para-athletes out on course. Make this a, make this a, a normal thing at Spartan Races. <laughs> that, that is something that I, I really look forward to. Um, the first time I ever saw it was with Casey McAllister up here yes. at the Seattle I think it was a sprint three years ago. He was out there doing it. And when I saw him on course, I was like, if this guy can do this, I'm not going to complain. I'm going to figure out how to get through this. Yeah. Uh, he just, it, it was immediate inspiration. It's like, oh my God, how can he do this? Oh my God, he does this all the time. I can't yeah. complain. I've got legs. This guy doesn't even have legs on his <laughs> body. And he's out here trucking through the mud, carrying his wheelchair through the obstacles. It's funny that you're saying this because that's literally what people say to us on course. I've had people who are like on the side of the building on course and, or I'm sorry, on the side of the the trail on course and they're like in tears. And as soon as they see my team pulling me and, you know, us fighting through the elements and everything else, they're usually get up and they're like, you know what, if you can do this, I can do this. And I've gotten... I don't even know how many messages since I started doing Spartan races from other athletes that I've never met that were like, I just need you to know that you and your team are the reason that I finished my first Spartan or you're the reason I finished, you know, my first beast or, you know, whatever it's, you know, we saw you and I'm like, I can't have any excuses. And that's honestly one of the best compliments that you can give to us because that's exactly what we're trying to do is just motivate people and empower them and do exactly what Zach said on, on our episode of returning the favor. And that is change the meaning of disabled because we're not disabled. We're very able, we're just able in a whole nother way. So, you know, yeah, it doesn't always look very conventional when you see a guy with a paralyzed girl on his back, climbing a steep hill, <laughs> a cliff, but that's what we live for. And that gives us so much purpose 
you know, after our injuries to be able to keep going and, and push past our limits. So it's the best compliment you could ever give us. <laughs> it, 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 I tip my hats to you guys. I plan on originally it was going to be this year getting down there and, and Mike and I are going to come down and, and meet Zach and, and do a race with you guys. But with the scheduling, I'm believing that we're going to push it off till 2021. Yep. Because with Mike's background in, in safety and outdoorsman, him and Zach were kind of talking like that might be the, the next thing for, for Mike and I to get going up here. Awesome. Yeah, you know, with his whole background, knots and, and rigs and all that is right up his alley. And me, I can carry heavy things long ways. <laughs> Perfect. So. Perfect. Well, most of us are actually pretty light. Like I only weigh 92 pounds. So you can just throw me over your shoulder like a, like one of the um, the, the bean bags that they make us carry <laughs> or the bucket you can carry. Just throw me on your shoulder and we just go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's uh, up here. One of the things that we did for, for training this winter was we did what we called the bucket mile. And we actually had to carry buckets for an entire mile, not just like how Spartan does it for a few hundred yards. <laughs> oh, wow. I know that was probably brutal. It, it was. And then, but yeah, no, that uh, mile of carrying, carrying a 75 pound bucket was definitely some good training. <laughs> and yeah. being, being the crazy guy I am, I couldn't just do it once. I had to go out and do it three times. I love it. <laughs> I love it. So it's funny because Joey and I were actually scheduled to do the Baton Death March in New Mexico and it got canceled on us. Um, but we were like really looking forward to doing that 26 miles. I mean, and it was just going to be just Joey and I by ourselves. But yeah, that was one of the ones that we got canceled. I don't know if you've heard yet, but the other big thing that um, we have scheduled for this year is um, in September, the 17th through the 23rd, we're actually going to Mount Kilimanjaro. My team, where Hearts and Scars, is helping me climb Mount Kilimanjaro, which has been one of my dreams since I could walk. And um, we're actually making it happen this year. Yeah, right when uh, we recorded with you last time, that's when you were making that announcement. And, uh, you know, it's funny that you bring up, it was your goal in life ever since you could walk. Yeah. <laughs> and, and now you get to complete it. You're going to get out there and complete it. Yeah. After your move to a After chair. getting paralyzed. Yeah. 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 Pretty crazy the way life works out sometimes. <laughs> it is very crazy. <laughs> so let's see. You got, you were damed. You're now uh, a dame in the more heart than scars. I am. And we're going to be able to do, so I don't know if you knew this um, when you did your interview with Zach, but we have a vision of, of building an actual retreat at more heart than scars headquarters. Um, and retreat, not just for the athletes, for us to train, but also to get wellness and love. <laughs> you know, um, we have massage therapists and a Reiki healer. And um, just we want to build a place for people of all different abilities to be able to come. And, you know, somewhere where they are fully um, accepted and can be totally comfortable in their own skin and just get lots of love and be able to kind of think outside of the box because a lot of times when somebody is first newly injured, they don't know the possibilities of what they can do and um, what can be made to happen. You know, we've had people with more heart than scars that couldn't do anything out on course independently, um, but they've still gotten their medals and they've still finished the race. And, um, you know, again, we, we go back to making anything possible. And um, that's what we're 
doing. And so now that this has happened with returning the favor, you know, it's really, really, really pushed us forward to where we're actually being able to make this happen now. I know Zach has already bought a building, which is going to be like the camping. And it's like a cabin for for people to come and camp out. They can pitch tents or they can sleep in the cabin. Um, But just come up and sit by a fire and go out on some trails, go see some waterfalls, you know, stuff that they thought that they might not be able to do again. We're going to make it happen for them. So this was, again, just like one of the biggest blessings for all of us. Yeah, that was one thing that uh, that I noticed early on into researching More Heart Than Scars is it didn't seem like there was a, a huge monetary influx. A lot of things was just Zach. We were working off no budget. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I say it was just Zach figuring out how to make things work, how to repurpose things. I love the scene with the, the red wagon. Um, that was yes. on returning the favor because I, so that I'm really, actually, I'm actually the only athlete that's been in that wet wagon and it's because I'm the only one that's small enough to fit in it. So we funny story about that red wagon and um, where that picture came from of me in it is we were trying to hike Catawba Falls trail, which is about a mile and a half trail. And there's some beautiful waterfalls and um, myself and a couple other athletes had never seen a waterfall since we've been paralyzed. And so it was something really big that Zach wanted to make happen for us, but we only had one chair. And so they threw Erica in the red wagon and pulled me all the way up the trail <laughs> and then got me out of the red wagon and used the wheelchair to go down and get the other athletes. Um, and then Mike Rowe got to ride in our red wagon. <laughs> And that, that I think was probably the, the best scene there. Uh, the, the story that, that Zach was telling a while back where they put Joe DeSina in a chair. Yes. And before he even got to the starting line, he's like, hey, I got to go to the bathroom. And like, all right, well, do you want to lean or do you want a catheter? Yep. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's our life. Yep. And then to throw Mike Rowe in the little red wagon. <laughs> And take him for a ride. I mean, that's that's what people that are able-bodied need to get out and do to understand what you guys live with on a daily basis. Well, and what our friends are willing to do for us to make things happen, to make something that looks or seems inconceivable for a paraplegic or quadriplegic, they make it happen by any means necessary. You know, and you're absolutely right. Before this, before this episode of Returning the Favor, before we got this major blessing. You know, it has been a lot of times um, our travel and these races, we as a team are the ones that are paying for everything and we're adapting what we have and um, rigging the equipment that, that we that we have, the little bit that we did have. And um, again, you know, thinking outside of the box and we have Zach who makes this happen by any means necessary while still being safe. You know, because that's always his biggest concern is that we're safe. I don't think Zach could live with himself if something happened to any of us. And um, so that's always the the number one rule is, is this going to be safe? And every time it is. But um, now, again, you know, we've got three brand new off-road wheelchairs. We have funding now, you know, to be able to buy more equipment, buy new ropes and new carabiners and the stuff that we need to be able to take more athletes out. And uh Yeah. I just keep saying blessing because that's the only word that I can come up with. <laughs> it, it it really is. I mean, the the thing that it, I kind of once thought was, you know, you guys operated on a shoestring budget. Yeah. But then somebody said to me, I don't even think they have the shoestring. No, we didn't. We didn't. And so for for that to have gone that far just in that, that one 
episode of returning the favor and everything that Mike Rowe did and his team. Um, I thought that was just awesome. But beyond that, you guys actually have a, another uh, funding campaign going because you actually wanted to get a fourth grid chair, if I remember yes, correctly. That's correct. Yes, we do. And actually returning the favor, um, I believe it was yesterday, just started another fundraiser for us um, on their channel. Um, that people can go to. And so it's totally, you know, totally a safe place for people to donate. Um, and it, it comes directly to more heart than scars. Exactly. And uh, I know I shared that on the, the BeastNet uh, yesterday at least once. And uh, Thank you note, so much. The notes for this episode are going to include all the information on how to contact more heart than scars, how to make donations, how to access the episode of returning the favor. Um, I've been trying to think about all the things I'm going to put in the liner notes. It's probably going to be a pretty long one with too much info. <laughs> it's all right. Hopefully people will read it. Because, <laughs> you know, I, I, yeah, we, this is, this, this is how we make this happen. And a lot of people don't know, and, and Zach doesn't talk about this very much, but I'm going to talk about it because they, it's made, you know, a huge difference in my life. You know, you heard me in the episode talking about, you know, my struggle with PTSD and suicidal ideation and, you know, how Zach and, and More Heart Than Scars has literally changed my life in so many ways um, for the better. And, um, you know, one of the things that, that people don't realize with this being a 501c3, it's more than us, you know, building a retreat for people to come. It's more than us just doing Spartan races and um, obstacle course races. You know, there's been times where, you know, being a paraplegic and we're on very, very limited incomes. And there's been times where, you know, my electricity is going to get shut off or my water is going to get turned off. Or, you know, at one point in time when I met Zach, I was about to lose my house to foreclosure. And, um, uh, you know, if it wouldn't have been for my more heart than scars family, I wouldn't have had electricity. Um, my water would have been turned off you know, but they, they were, we're a family and we all help each other. And even in ways that are unseen by the public, you know, things that we don't talk about. And so all of this funding just makes it even easier for us to be able to do this for more people and, um, just to try to make people's lives better, you know, especially after a traumatic injury and somebody goes through a traumatic injury. I mean, they literally lose their life as they knew it. And um, a lot of unforeseen things that you could never be prepared for happen. And uh, that's one of them is, you know, financial, financial stresses happen. And, and uh, you know, we're very lim limited being disabled as far as the money that we can make because of the way that the system is set up. And yeah, you know, they, they're able to, they help us in, in more ways than just taking us out on, on races and, um, you know, climbing Mount Kilimanjaro and all these physical things that people see publicly. Um, you know, the, the mental health aspect of more heart than scars is such a savior for so many people. You know, again, it, Zach's house, which is more heart than scars headquarters, has literally become a safe place and a, just a place of peace and serenity for a lot of us. You know, when I'm having a, a hard time in life, that's what I do. I pack my car up and I drive to Zach's house and I'll stay there for two or three days you know, and, um, it's, it's just healing our, our little family unit that we've built through this nonprofit organization is it's healing in, in every way possible that I can think of. So I'm just super grateful to be a part, part of all of this and to be able to pay it forward, you know, with other athletes and other people that we are building relationships with. Yeah. The, everything has just been amazing. Um, 
the the work that I've been able to to do with you guys and talk and interact with Zach and uh, and everything. It's just amazing. You guys are such an inspiration. What Mike and the team over at Return in the Favor did, I think that is just the the catalyst to hopefully making more Heart and Scars a, a, a fully national and international absolutely profit so that every race that you go to anywhere in the world that we have adaptive athletes or para athletes out there on course because mm-hmm. that's that's what more heart than scars is for absolutely and I, I i agree with you you know it's just getting started this is just the beginning for us you know so yeah Ex- exactly <laughs> thank you um, <laughs> so we've kind of run uh, run our course of time i just love talking with you, Erica. I know we're going to have you on probably often because every time we talk, it's just an amazing amount of hope and inspiration for everybody out there. Well, thank um, you. I know I'm working with Zach on getting him back on again. Awesome. Um, and for, for right now, um, you want to go ahead and hit us with a, a closing inspiration or thoughts or, you know, there's a lot going on right now in the world with, with everything that's scary out there. Um, yeah, I think, you know, the biggest thing, especially with everything going on in the world right now is, is gratitude and just remembering even in the midst of total chaos and in the world right now with this virus and, you know, the, it's scary. It's, it's like a dark cloud. And, um, but we all still have so much to be thankful for. And, um, you know, this is going to pass. This is going to pass. And we're all going to make it out. And just being kind and, and being grateful to to everyone you meet. And, uh, you know, actually, I was just speaking about this uh, real quick. I was um, in Walmart yesterday just because I absolutely had to run out. And it was really, really amazing to me how people weren't even looking at each other. And so, my daughter and I made it a point to make eye contact with everybody that would make eye contact with us and smile and just be kind. And we ended up getting a lady that actually ran after us and just thanked us for smiling at her. So yeah, be kind and be grateful. That's awesome. Um, Thanks again, Erica, for coming on the show tonight. Everybody out there returning the favor Mondays on Facebook watch. Um, Make sure I'm going to have the in the liner notes for this episode. And of course I'll link it up again for everybody to get out there along with watching the episode. You can always donate. Uh, there's the Facebook link. There's more heart than scars.org. I want to say it is. Yeah. And I'll have that uh, in the liner notes too. And, and again, Erica, it's just been wonderful having you on. Thank you so much. I know I always enjoy when we're able to talk. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully either we'll get down there to North Carolina or you'll get up here to Seattle and we'll be able to sit down, have coffee and do this in person. Absolutely. And then hit the course. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Thank you again, Erica. Thank you so much, Don. I'll talk to you soon. All right. We'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the BeastNet podcast. If you haven't done it yet, find us on Facebook. Like and share the podcast. Give us a review on iTunes or Spotify. All these things will help to expand the show in the future. Don't forget to subscribe and let us know what you think and what you'd like to hear. (laughs) 